Happy Monday, Madame Nicola. Oh my gosh. How good are morning, you? Lincoln. Yeah, good morning. It's Monday morning, beautiful people. And this is Lincoln and Nicola from the Lemonade Lounge. I hope you're waking your booty tooty fruity up. Come on. <laughs> wow, Lincoln, you're in a pleasant mood today. I'm in a pleasant mood. I feel like going back to bed. What are you talking about, Willis? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've got a ton of energy. You have that every single week. Yes, yes. Energy is important, Nicola. Yes, it is. It is. It is. Yeah, it but is. doesn't mean that you have to be bouncing off the wall like me to have a ton of energy. I know, because nobody uh, else has that. <laughs> You've taken uh, up all the energy. <laughs> yes. Look at that Colgate smile that you're giving me. Colgate, are you listening? You got to see this. You got to take a look. What are you waiting for? Yes, look <laughs> at Lincoln's on. Colgate smile. <laughs> we got two Colgate smilers here. Hey, come on. Double double smilers, Colgate. The funny thing is, I bet you don't even use Colgate, Lincoln. I do. I use you Colgate. Do? I use okay. them all. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I see. Well, happy Monday, beautiful people. Thanks for joining us on another episode of the Lemonade Lounge, the world's number one podcast where you get your mind, your body, and your money juices flowing. I'm your host, Nicola. And I'm your other host, Lincoln. <laughs> and together we would like to squeeze, squeeze your, your lemons. lemons. Let's squeeze those lemons. Lincoln. Yeah. I sound what like a your... sprinkler. Oh <laughs> Not a lemon squeezer. I sound yes. like a sprinkler. Yes. <laughs> That's how much lemons Lincoln, I want to are squeeze you high out of today? You. Are you high today? Yes, you are. You're high on life, right? I am. I, I am high, but I'm I'm high in energy. Okay. Yeah. So Lincoln, what yeah. are your intentions for today's podcast? Uh, my intentions for today's podcast is a little selfish, is to learn something about our topic, um, uh, uh, so to hopefully it can help me, myself, and me. <laughs> Not me, myself, and I. Me, myself, and me. Interesting. And me, <laughs> yeah. Interesting. I is who I is. <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Um, my intentions for today's podcast as well is to clarify the ego, right? Mm. Just to provide some clarification. Let me ask you a question. Mm -hmm. How come women are always so much smarter and so much everything over men? What's with that? I need to have a chat with God here about this stuff because women have this, you know, they're always so smart they always know what to say how to say it they're always so you know so much more than men men just think we are a lot but we really aren't we just women look look at your thing compared to mine mine is like selfish yours is like so smooth <laughs> you, you know women women have not one up on men you know i think women have like 10 up on men Interesting. Thank Man, you, just Lincoln. a big muscle ego head. That's all we are. <laughs> I don't really think you need to put everybody in the same boat. However, we are all different and we all specialize in different things. Yeah, facts, just the facts, man. Just the facts. I didn't make me. You didn't make you. <laughs> they call it God. So whoever that is, 
You know what? Facts, I didn't so. create myself. That is true. But yeah. I do have control over how I live my life and the things I do. Yes. Uh, that's, that's the bad thing about these things. That's I another topic for another day. It is. Yes. Control over how you live your life. <laughs> Lincoln, what's yes, one new thing that you learned um, over the week, past week? Um, I learn, uh, reinforce, not learn. That's okay. I said learn. Um, you said reinforce. That's fine. We're two same different thing, people. We same, think differently. Same yeah. thing. Um, it's, it's, it's something that I've, and I had a discussion about this yesterday. Um, it's, um, it's something that I, I've decided not to do. And I find myself going back into the trap again. Um, busy. Um, I worked 14 hours the other day. I find myself doing 10, 12 hour days. And it's something that I've pledged to myself never to do again, because I've done 15, 16 hour days for close to 17, 18 years. And I said, never again, never again. It's not, it's not a good thing. Chasing money is not my thing. It's a topic we got to talk about, by the way. Um, so we're going to have this topic. So this week is a reinforcement um, of my lazy millionaire concept is that I am going for being a lazy millionaire. I don't want to work for money. Um, I don't want to chase money. I am working on becoming a money magnet. I want money to chase me, okay? And this week, busy just means you're chasing money. And, um, and that's what's been happening to me. And, and I've seen in the last um, month, month and a half, it's it start to just, I'm going nuts and I don't want to be in that position. So what do I want instead? Freedom, the lazy millionaire, do nothing and have money work for me. <laughs> Send out my, my workers, my money workers. <laughs> Go work and bring me money. Yeah. So, so yeah, so that was a reinforcement for me is that I am getting into a zone and I'm so in tune with it that it, it just hit me. I'm aware of it. Um, and so it's like, because I pledged this about 10 years ago. It's like never again. You know, I, I do not want to do another 15 hour day. And I just did 14 the other day. <laughs> like, no more. <laughs> so, yeah. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm devising a program right now. My plan, not program, but my plan to not do that. Yeah. I want to spend my time having fun. And uh, I don't want to spend 90% of my time chasing money. I awesome. want to spend. I think we get the gist of it, sir. You yeah. want to be the lazy millionaire where money yeah. comes chasing after you and you're no longer chasing. Let money. me finish. Let me just finish this one. I want to spend 10% of my time chasing money and 90% of my time having fun. Ah, that's it. I'm done. Okay. I believe you summed that up already, even without the numbers. <laughs> that was a given. I'm surprised it's not 5% and 95% or 1% hey, and 99%. That's good, too. I'll take it. Yeah, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? I'd rather be on the beach in my shorts and T-shirt. Okay. <laughs> well, you want to know what I learned this week? I yeah. learned that I have amazing kids. I guess this is oh. reinforcement. Um, mm -hmm. I've had my vehicle, a Dodge Caravan, for almost 12 years. Mm -hmm. It's been giving me problems for like the last three years we put a lot of money yeah. in it a lot of work in it so i know the i decided to go car shopping 
Mm-hmm. And I have four kids. They all told me what kind of vehicle they wanted me to get. Mm-hmm. Mind you, I cannot afford the kind of vehicle they want me to get, but I decided I would listen to them. So I took my kids out and I had them sit in these vehicles and they were like, okay, well, I really wanted this vehicle, but this vehicle does not work for our family. I don't have enough leg room. We won't be comfortable in this. And my two older children, mm-hmm. we went and we, we um, I won't say the type of vehicle it is, but we, we sat in an SUV. It's not like mm-hmm. a luxury SUV, a simple SUV, it's not a high-end one. And my son said, you know, mother, this SUV has everything we need. Cancel all the other appointments. We don't need to look any further. It, my daughter, she wanted pilot seats. So that's in the middle. You don't have to sit beside anyone. And the two younger ones, they don't like to sit beside each other. So the very back row, it has a middle seat as well. They don't need to sit beside each other. And it has the entertainment system where they could play their video games and watch movies. So my son's like, this is fun. We don't need to look any further. And my daughter's like, yes, it has everything that we need. And I was, I learned that I can trust their decision making. They're not just going to go after something because of the brand or the name. They are very realistic. They go, um, they will actually buy things based on needs, not on wants, but what we need. And they're extremely considerate. They think about the rest of the family too, not just themselves. So that's what I learned this week. And it was a huge reinforcement. Yes. Nice. Nice. Um, there, there is one word I'd like you to remove from your vocabulary right now and never to use it again. I can't afford, can't afford it. You're choosing not to go in that direction at the moment. Yeah, I, I, I thought about that, but I can actually say I can't afford it. You can't afford it. I'm at that point in my life now where you guys could tell me what you want me to say and what you want me to do, but I'm accepting of the things that I say and the things that I do. So yeah, but you can't afford you can't afford it if you want. Okay, to. at this moment in life, I cannot afford it, Lincoln. No, you can't. Maybe in the future I can, but at this point, and I I'll show you where you, and I'll show you where you can't afford it. I'm listening. Go ahead. It, you're buying the vehicle, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you were to lease the vehicle, mm-hmm. you would be able to afford a, a higher um, uh, price vehicle mm-hmm. than the one you afford, the one you're buying right now for probably the same payments. Um, probably, probably not. Everybody's situation is different. You don't know. Maybe people can't afford a lease. The, the, Maybe the, people the... can't afford a lease. Personally, I cannot afford a lease right now. Well, a lease is, what is a lease? Okay, also, I personally a, cannot a afford a lease. Le, le, and I'll tell you why I can't afford a lease, Lincoln. Uh, Unlike you, I'm unemployed, right? So I'm taking things in my hand. I personally cannot afford a lease. I cannot afford a lot of things. Maybe over time, things will change. But right now, I'm unemployed. I've been focusing on my children. I haven't been doing any coaching, so I don't have that coaching income that you currently have right now, right? Um, My photo booth business also took a hit because of COVID, so we haven't been doing any of those events. But yes, I was definitely in need of a vehicle, and I will be picking up my vehicle later on this week, and I'm very grateful for it. But what I learned is um, I can trust my kids. 
And yeah. on to our topic for today, Lincoln. Today's lemon is working with your ego. You see that segue, people? How she just cut me off on move, move. This is what I'm talking about, women. <laughs> well, you 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 created the perfect segue, so I was very happy for that, right? You, you, she said, you see this? Look how smooth she is. Look how smooth she is. That's a smooth talker right there. That's what I'm talking about, folks. <laughs> Perfect. Let's move on, Mr. Cola. <laughs> yes. So today's topic is uh, working with your ego. So let's juice yeah. your lemons and make some lemonade. Mm. You definitely weren't working with your ego um, when you uh, decide to purchase that vehicle. You were working with common sense. Exactly. Yeah. Because you could have stepped up the ego, say, Let's go for something of luxury on the common sense go. That won't work for the family. <laughs> mm. So, Nicola, this was your topic, right? Yeah. Okay. Why did you choose that topic, Nicola? Is it because mm -hmm. of more? Obviously, Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. When we were Drink talking coffee. <laughs> when we were talking about our topics that we wanted to do for the year. I don't remember what it was, but you were really cocky about something. And I was like, holy, look at that ego come out. And then I suggested it to you and you're like, yes, that's a good idea. That is a great idea. We shall talk about the ego. Mm. So that's how we came up with this topic. We, not me, but we. Yeah, I think people use the ego. Um, what is the ego, by the way, Nicola? Because I think people use it because of what they hear about it, but not what they know about it, right? What is the ego, uh, according to science? Because really, nobody really knows, but right. according to science. So I have, um, I have a, a long write-up about the ego, okay? I did some research on it, and um, it's not like I paid attention to the ego, over the years, but I first learned about the ego in college, right? Mm -hmm. Sigmund Freud is known as the father of psychoanalysis, mm -hmm. and he defined the human mind as being divided into three distinct components, the id or the id, the ego, and the superego, mm -hmm. right? So the id is the animal part of the ego, the mm -hmm. ego, the devil, the one that sits right here on your left shoulder, right? Mm -hmm. It's your instincts, your unconscious drive to eat unhealthy foods, have lots of sex, to survive, to thrive, the impulsive part of your psyche, which responds directly and immediately to basic urges, needs, and desires. It is not affected by reality, logic, or everyday world, as it operates within the unconscious part of the body, of the mind, I should say, right? The id operates on pleasure, the pleasure principle. So... Let's have fun, right? The pleasure principle, which is the idea that every wishful impulse should be satisfied immediately. <clears throat> Remember what I was just saying and what you were saying about the car? Yeah. Regardless mm -hmm. of the consequences. <clears throat> yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Go lease a vehicle. When mm -hmm. it achieves its demands, we experience pleasure. When it is denied, we experience defeat. It engages in primary process thinking, which is primitive, illogical, irrational, and fantasy-oriented. 
This form of process thinking has no comprehension of objective reality and is selfish and wishful in nature. So that is the it. Next mm. is the ego. The ego is the one in the middle. The ego is me, right? So on the left, we have the id in the middle of the ego. And on the right shoulder, we're going to have the super ego, right? Mm -hmm. So ego, and the English word ego is the Latin word for I, okay? So when translated, ego means I. If you were writing I love you in Latin, you'd write ego amote. Your ego is your conscious mind right conscious mm -hmm. mind the part of your identity that you consider yourself freud was referring to the conscious decision making part of you that you regard as i when you say i dislike that guy or i decided to change vehicles or i dreamt that i won the lottery that is your i your ego your ego is your reality the ego is that part of the id which has been influenced by the external world Right? Do you agree with everything I'm saying, or what do you have to say? Or continue? Well, yeah, this is, of course, this is an explanation of the, the, the you know, the, the scientific explanation of it, right? Not really. Uh, well, not yeah. Not really. Not really. Well, not really. Well, not yeah. Really. Well, so how, would is, they, how would they know this, if they this, didn't do the research? Okay, it's a scientific so, explanation. So this is Freud's theory, right? Mm -hmm. However, all of this has been debunked. So things have changed, but it's still very important to, to study this, right? Of course. So the ego mediates between the unrealistic id and the external real world. It is the decision-making component of personality. The ego works by reason, whereas the id is chaotic and unreasonable. The ego operates according to the reality principle, work, working out realistic ways of satisfying the id's demands often compromising or postponing satisfaction to avoid negative consequences of society. The ego considers social realities and norms, etiquette and rules in deciding how to behave, right? So we went through yeah. the id, the ego, now the super ego. That's the well, angel well, on your right shoulder. Yeah, one moment there, mm -hmm. just to, before we move forward, you know, as you're speaking, the funny thing about this is that we, we talk about, you're talking about the stuff on your shoulders, right? Mm -hmm. And let's use your car for, for, for an example, mm -hmm. your, your new car. Yeah, you said a word, you said, I can't afford it, right? And it's so amazing because um, if, if, you were, if, you were really, if you were really going after your true desires and allowing your ego to take over, which which will fulfill your true desires, then you would go for a, a more luxurious car and you would keep your focus there. And even though in your mind you're thinking, I can't afford it, you would convince yourself that I can't afford it, right? And I would try up, to manifest it. And no, you would end up doing it, right? Mm -hmm. um, uh, because uh, so, but because you said, you know, the word, and it's funny because this is how negativity, people said, don't use that word, right? But um, this is how negativity um, help you and take, not negativity, but um, having negative, some, somewhat they call negative thoughts, right? This is how that would help you in this case, right? Because you said, I can't afford it. Well, that's a word they're saying that you should not use to yourself. But however, 
this negative thought helped me to tame my ego and focus on my needs rather than my wants, right? Mm -hmm. and, and bring it down to your reality, right? And keep you in your reality. So you were operating, um, um, you're operating in an area where you didn't allow ego to your ego to really take over, right? So you were balanced, you were calm, you know what you wanted, you were focused, you have support around you. Um, everything was in place, but except the ego was completely out of it. And so that is a, that is a, you know, I take back what I was saying, don't use the word transported. <laughs> No, no, I'm, 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 I'm man enough, and God damn it, I know it, and I like myself. <laughs> no, 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 because I believe that negatives, you know, I used to have a friend, before you go on, I used to have a friend that was really negative about things. Um, he's the pessimist of the group, but he's my best friend, right? My very best friend, but he's pessimistic about everything. So if you want to know if something is going to work, I'm the optimist. I see all the good why it's going to work. He see all the reason why it's not going to work. So if you have an idea, nobody is better to run your idea by than yeah. this guy. Yeah. Because you need him. You need that pessimistic mind to tell you all the reason why your shit is not going to work. Yep. So you can go and make it better. Right? And so people look at that and goes, he's so negative. I look at that and goes, oh, he's so helpful. <laughs> right? So this is the difference right there. So yeah. So negativity, not negativity, being negative about a situation can help you, right? Which in this situation, it tames your ego. High five, give me a fist bump. Ba ba boom on Zoom, baby. Fist bumping on Zoom. Go, girl. Oh I love my it. Gosh. Continue. Oh boy. <laughs> All right, so the super ego. You hear that, folks? <laughs> yes, yeah. crazy man, crazy man. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So the super ego. So the super ego, as I think, is the angel that hovers over your right shoulder, right? Mm -hmm. So the super ego combines the values and morals of society, which are learned from one's parents and others, right? Mm -hmm. It's developed in childhood up to age five. And this is all based on Freud, right? Mm -hmm. It tries to control the its impulses, especially those <clears throat> which society forbids, such as sex and aggression. It also has the function of persuading the ego to turn to moralistic goals rather than simply realistic ones and to strive for perfection. You know that I'm always striving for perfection. So this is where I fit in here because everything I try to do, I try to do it perfectly, right? Uh -huh. So the super ego consists of the conscience and the ideal self. The conscience can punish the ego through causing feelings of guilt. Mm -hmm. That is huge. For example, if the ego gives in to the id's demands, the superego may make the person feel bad through guilt. Mm -hmm. So even though Freud's theories have been debunked, his work and theories help shape our views of childhood, uh, personality, memory, sexuality, and therapy right mm -hmm. so this is something that people study for years and it's very interesting there's some good points and some bad points right or not bad points they're debatable points right so mm -hmm. um people are not really following that anymore 
Um, another person that talked highly about the ego was uh, Dr. Wayne Dyer. Dyer His yeah. definition of um, the ego is edging God out, EGO, mm -hmm. edging God mm -hmm. out. Mm -hmm. And um, for this podcast, I, I, um, I went back to the book, The Power of Now mm -hmm. and A New Earth, Eckhart Tolle, mm -hmm. right? And he explains that the ego lives in a constant stage of not enough. And I agreed with him. Mm -hmm. um, the ego always seeks something else to fulfill itself. It's never fulfilled. Mm -hmm. it's, um, it always wants more. It wants to take on more, 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 more. Right? Isn't that, isn't that uh, a self-esteem issue which is attached to the ego anyways? There's so many things. There's so many right. different branches of everything. You, right? you gotta satisfy. You gotta satisfy certain things, and it's. It seems like it's never enough because I'm not comfortable within my skin, and I need more and more and more to make me feel good. Um, Ego. I don't. I wouldn't put it as a self-esteem issue. Well, I, I think it's attached it to self-esteem issue, right? So, for I would put it towards addictive behavior and um, which is addictive behavior is unconscious behavior right um things cannot give you happiness because happiness comes from a deeper place within you that you can only access in the present moment so you're the only one that can have yeah. access to it right the thing about it we know this but no one you know, many people don't, many, most people know this, but they don't practice it, right? We How know that things, it, well, things cannot give you happiness. Um, only you can, and uh, can allow happy to happen, right? Because happiness, it happens in the moment. And so you got to allow it to happen, right? So exactly. most people don't allow happy to happen, right? Because their happy is based upon things. And, um, and in the moment, you can see them in unconscious happiness at times where they hear a joke and they have this belly laugh or they're watching some, something funny and they have this good laughter, mm -hmm. right? And in that moment, in that moment of laughter, every problem, every tension, every stress, everything that they always think about disappears. Exactly, and it goes because away. they're present, because they're actually yes. present. Absolutely. And that's what you, you um, all my years of, of, of researching and watching people and talking about happiness and looking at it and practicing it myself, I come to realize that the, you know, happiness must happen and you only you can allow it to happen. If yeah. you don't allow it to happen, it won't happen because you're in control of it, just like what you said earlier. Yeah. So, yeah. But the ego is, uh, the ego, I think, do you think ego um, is attached to, let's say, success? Ego is attached to everything. Yes, 100%. Okay, well, ego, how much of it? When I you know, say but success, how much of it? So the, I, I can't give you a percentage, but think about it this way. Mm. The ego wants to be recognized. It wants mm -hmm. to be better than everyone. When you are okay. trapped in the ego, it takes you into conflict, right? So yeah. sure you want to be successful. So that can be the ego, right? Okay. So ego, uh, uh, on the other hand, and when I said success, I'm not talking about just success of making money. You could be mm -hmm. a, a successful athlete. You could be mm -hmm. success in, a successful student. I'm talking about the word success in itself, um, not money attachment. Most people think money. 
Um, however, so ego is also a good thing then. Ego could be a good thing and a bad thing. Right? It all depends on how, how you use it. it. How you look at it, how yeah. do you use it. I realize with ego, ego is when we identify ourselves with the thing. So for instance, um, you, you might think, oh, I'm a lawyer. Mm-hmm. You're identifying yourself with the job. Without, if you weren't a lawyer, what would you be? What, what, what would you do? What would your purpose be, right? Mm-hmm. You wouldn't have any purpose. There wouldn't be any point of living if you lost your job as a lawyer today. Mm-hmm. It's identifying yourself with the job, right? Mm-hmm. You can't live without being a lawyer. Mm-hmm. Right? So that, that's another way to recognize ego, not being able to separate yourself from a thing. Yeah. What do you think Dyer means when he said um, edging God out? I've, I've heard many people use this, this concept. Um, what do you think Dyer means? Okay, well, when I read the book and, he, and I listened to um, a talk he did, and he talked about edging God out. Mm-hmm. God for him was the universe. Yeah, yeah. Right? And when you're having a thought, before you go on to the next thought, there's a space between, right? So if you focus on the space, that quietness, that is God. But if you don't take the time to be still and focus on that quietness, that space, you're edging God out. Because you're so focused on all the noise and not the quietness. Mm-hmm. And that's what he meant. Mm-hmm. Focusing on the quietness. Yeah, be still and know that I am God, right? Yeah. That's a huge part of it. And he would say that too. Like a lot of people who talk about ego, they talk about that. Be still and know that I am God. Mm-hmm. Once you're still, once you quiet your mind, once you're present, there are no thoughts. You're not thinking about the future you're not thinking about the past you're just yeah. in the present moment and you're able to tame ego at that moment there is you're not taming ego there is There's, no ego there is moment. no ego there you go power high five another one give me yeah. high five there's a high five moment folks oh bam, my God, bam. Okay, nice. high five moment yeah uh-huh. not taming right. there is no ego so there's nothing to tame exactly mm. all right so Mm-hmm. At that moment, there, there is none, which I find interesting. Another thing that I had to process for a little while, while I was reading the book again, and I, I realized these are books that we should be reading all the time. I really have to get back into the state of reading every single day. Absolutely. You know mm-hmm. the, um, the energy it gives me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, just reading and knowing makes a huge difference, right? Mm-hmm. Um. Well, I was um, reading the book and listening to Eckhart. He said, I said to myself, mm-hmm. now think about what I just said. I said to myself, mm-hmm. that's self-talk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who is the self and who is the I? Mm-hmm. I said to myself, it's two of you. Mm-hmm. Right? Ask yourself, am I still breathing? Mm-hmm. Ask yourself that question, right there. Am I still breathing? Yeah. 
Indeed I am. So how do you know that you're still breathing? <laughs> you just know. How do you know? Yeah, because you breathe and fill your air, your lungs up with air and you let it out and you can't see the air, but you know it's there. You can you can pay attention to your yeah. breathing mm -hmm. and you could feel the air, you could feel your breath. Mm -hmm. could feel so, it, can't see it, but you could feel it. Yeah. So for instance, when I went away for the 10 days to the Vipassana and um, we weren't able to speak and we were meditating for the 10 days, that was amazing. We were taught to um, just breathe and then we could feel the air passing through our nostrils and touching our, <laughs> the, hair. the hair in our nostrils, right? You could I feel, feel that. I I feel that all the time, by the way, because <laughs> really? my, nost my nostrils hairs are so long. They're like Tarzan and Jane could swing off them all the time. I think they need it, cutting. Good, good to know, Lincoln. Good to know. So that, that's not something I would feel before, right? And another thing I could feel is like as I exhale, yeah, the air would come down and it would touch the top of my lip. Mm. I would be able to feel that. I don't feel that anymore. I have to be breathing really, really hard. Because I'm not feel in that yeah. present moment, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So when you're present, you can feel everything. Yeah. Um, and for me, it's always, I, I, sorry for the words I'm going to use, it's always been really hard for me to be present, be living well, in it the is. now. And it's something that I've always struggled with in uh -huh. the past, but I think it will get easier for me now. Mm. Um, and I say think, not know. I think. Because if I am on the right path and I do the work, I put in the work, it will get easier. If I don't do the work, it will not get easier. So that's why I said, I think, I don't know if I'm going to actually put in the work, but I do have a better understanding of it, of it at this time. So, um, you know what? I'm I, always daydreaming about the future and I mm -hmm. think about the past. And I, for instance, my father has um, dementia or Alzheimer's. Mm -hmm. um, he remembers certain things and he tends to live in the past. Mm. When we have conversations, he always digs up every single thing from the past. Mm. And that's what helped me to realize he's not living because he's always in the past. So mm -hmm. he didn't get to enjoy all these wonderful things because the majority of the times he's in the past mm -hmm. thinking about what happened, not about what could happen. There's some times that he snaps out of it but a lot of the times it's always digging up things from the past. Mm -hmm. You know what I, I, I noticed um, that's understand out. it stood out a lot for me mm -hmm. is, excuse me, locking out the noise is, is extremely difficult mm -hmm. um, because of our environment that we're surrounded mm -hmm. by. It's constant, right? Now train is going by, this is happening. That, you know, bills are due. You got to do this. There's so much to do that it's it's the mind becomes so busy. It's very difficult to lock out the noise. I'm here. I notice, however, when I'm in, when I'm out, like for an example, in the in the country, in the in the in the, in the you know, way out in the country, mm -hmm. and very few people around, or not nobody's around. It just it. It's so much easier. Everything is so much. I get so connected and so rooted. When I'm in Jamaica and I'm in the bush, when I'm in Jamaica and I'm in the city, it's so. It's like here. 
But when I, when I go into the country in the bush and there's nobody around and I'm in the bush by myself, the spring is there, the, the, the birds, everything is yeah. going. Mm-hmm. I, don't have to, I don't have to make any effort. It's become so effortless. I'm exactly. so grounded and connected. I'm not thinking about the bills I got to pay. I'm not thinking about the money that I don't have and I need. I'm not thinking about anything at all but where I'm at. And it's so beautiful. I'm, I'm just taking in everything. Yep. I'm present at the moment. Mm-hmm. And it's effortless. Exactly. Effortless. This is why it's so important for people to take themselves out of their current environment and get away from the noise yes. as often as you possibly can. Go mm-hmm. get grounded and connected with the, with the world, with nature, with the universe. And the best way to do that, go into the bush. <laughs> go <laughs> no, into the that's bush. Not, that's not what he means. It means like if you go live in a neighborhood walk. that has I'm a serious. trail, go and walk the trails. And go the, for a walk. Yes. But that's walk. the bush. That's what I'm talking about. Go outside. Yeah. Go where there is trees and greenery and all of these things. This is what I'm talking about. Get out of the house. Get away from the noise. Go, you know, even if you have to drive a little out of the city to get to some quietness and be surrounded by nature, go do it. Yeah. That's what my husband says. Nice spring. My husband will just go for a long drive. And yesterday we did that, right? We went for a drive for a half hour and it was nice. It was in, there were lots of farms. So we were looking at animals. It was just really nice. The horses nice. were out. Yeah. Different yeah. than looking at buildings. Yeah. <laughs> so what, what you just said is very important because we tend to devalue the present moment we're living in, mm-hmm. right? Um, we devalue it because we're focused on the future or the past. We're always living for the next thing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, always the next thing. So, for instance, um, I could be here doing the podcast with you. I might be thinking, okay, I can't wait for this to end because I've got to go eat breakfast, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. living for the next thing. Mm-hmm. So, everything so how- we do is mm-hmm. a means to an end, right? Mm-hmm. The end is the next moment that never arrives because all we have is the present moment. Remember yeah. That? Exactly. Just like when tomorrow comes, it will be today. Exactly. <laughs> you know? So, yeah. So, um, so how do you live in the present, Nicola? How do you, okay. how do you make, you know, constantly live in the moment? Okay. So that's not something I do, right? Mm-hmm. As I said, I've struggled with it, right? Mm-hmm. Living in the present moment. I have gotten better, right? Mm-hmm. So reading A New Earth again and The Power of Now, um, I'm starting to recognize the, the ego in me, right? So for instance, I realized that, that the ego is never satisfied. With the ego, you always need more, you want more. There's always something else, right? Mm-hmm. And with the ego, um, you don't separate yourself from the thing. So I'm a doctor. Mm. No, you're not a doctor. You're a human being. Yeah. Doctor is your job. Yeah. Mm. I, I want, um, I want a new vehicle. I buy a Dodge caravan. 
And then I go outside, I'm like, oh, shoot, look at that beautiful Lexus. Why didn't I get mm. that instead, right? Mm. I'm satisfied. Always yeah. wanting more, right? So yeah. I'm learning to live in the present and I'm learning to recognize my ego mm -hmm. because I'm learning not to identify with these things. So you become free of the ego when there's nothing left to identify with. So I am not my car. I am not my house, right? I am not these things. They have nothing to do with me. Sure, they're nice and I appreciate them. I'm grateful for them, but they are not me. So sometimes people, like you see celebrities, you see their big homes and you're like, oh man, I wish I could have that. I wish I could have the, be friends with them because of look at what they have. That's all ego. That's ego. And that's ego telling you you're not good enough and what you have is not enough. So being dissatisfied is not a good place to change, right? For instance, when, when I was reading the book, right? Eckhart Tolle talks about being stuck in mud. So you're stuck in the mud. Uh, you're, you're walking, say it was a rainy day out or you were doing something and you're stuck in mud. You're in your rain boots and everything and you can't get out, right? You're stuck there. What is your first impression? What's the first thing you would think to do if you're stuck in mud, Lincoln? You make an attempt to get out. What else? You can call for help okay. if you're not able to get out. Okay. So but, a lot of times people would say, oh, man, I'm so stupid. How did I get here? You curse yourself. Well, right? yeah, we, that's the first thing we but do. But that's right? what I ask. And then you yeah. start yelling. Expletives would come out of your mouth like, mm -hmm. ah, this is the worst day ever. F this, F that, right? These are the mm. things that would happen in the moment, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is what I really learned. And this is what I'm going to try and implement in my life. Mm. You must accept, <clears throat> excuse me, what it, <clears throat> sorry, <clears throat> I need to have some water. So you or I, we must accept whatever it, it, it is first before you or I or we can begin to change it. So I have to accept that I'm stuck in the mud. Accept it. I'm here. Don't curse it. Don't fight with it. Just accept it. Then the action comes out of the acceptance, not out of the resistance, right? Yeah. So you're no yeah. longer resisting. You're no longer fighting. Because resistance, resistance only breeds more resistance, right? Exactly. Yeah. You know, as you're talking, I can't help but thinking about um, Jamaica. And I keep going back to it because I've seen it. The reason mm -hmm. I keep going back to it is because I see people are living this there, what you're talking about. And I don't see it in the city, but I see it in the country. Mm -hmm. You know, I have a, a few cousins that live in the country area. And, you know, I was there a couple of years ago. And it's funny. Um, they're not striving for anything, basically. They don't have this goal that they get up every day and and go after that. I'm going after this thing every day. And tomorrow I'm going to do this, this, this. No. Every day they get up, they're living in that day. It really is incredible. Um, I got a cousin, Errol, and, uh, you know, we talk frequently. 
and he was a Rasta in the past and was really deep in this stuff. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and, and it's funny because now when, when we're talking, as you're talking, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about him, you know, and, and he does not have a goal to have this, are these plans to get up and go out and bust his ass to earn this tomorrow and that tomorrow. He tells me, he said, uh, well, you know, I got a roof over my head. I got food in the table and I'm okay. I'm good. I'm doing good. <laughs> you know, that's just, that's just thinking. He said, I know. I'm good, man. I'm blessed. I'm and and blessed. I personally would have looked at somebody and said, he's so lazy. Why can't he get yeah. up? Why can't he do better? I'd be judging yeah. him. That is yeah. the ego. Yeah. The and man is just, happy with his way happy. of living. But he's just happy. because it doesn't conform to my way of living, my ego I have to be disparaging towards him. Yeah. And I have another cousin that, um, Althea, she gets like jobs like two days or three days a week. She's a housekeeper, right? So she, she'll get jobs like two, you know, sometimes you get five days or six days or two days or three days. And I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm like, Althea, you know, hear me now coming with my foreign thinking, you mm -hmm. know, Althea, you, you can get something better. Um, better and bigger you know more, more stable money. more stable you can even start your own thing i help you buy a vehicle and you can start your own thing and you get and she look at me and she goes like why why would i want to do that <laughs> exactly <laughs> you know why i'm like she's happy you, just the way she is i'm like don't you see the potential for this to go there she said but i don't want to do that lincoln i just you know, I'm com I'm good. I'm happy. I'm comfortable. I I don't want to work six days a week, and you know, the two days is good. My kids are grown. They all have good jobs. Um, I'm here. I'm living good. I have all of this. Uh, you know, why do I want to go out and get up every day and go go to the city? Go do this for? I don't. You know, so it's funny. They are living every day. As you're talking, these are the people in the community who are representing what you're saying. They're living every day in the present they have no plans for tomorrow to go and said well i'm gonna get up tomorrow i'm gonna go do this and i'm gonna do that i'm gonna do this and they don't have this 10 to do list things that they're gonna go do because what they are happy in that moment with what they have and what they're doing incredible it is incredible it is. yeah it really maybe, maybe is. that's why they said jamaicans are are just easygoing, happy people. But I think that you find that in a lot of uh, um, countries. You do. Yeah, outside of, of the Western country exactly. where it's money-driven yep. and things-driven and, like you said, ego-driven, right? Yes. Yeah. So, Lincoln, the more you make your thoughts or beliefs into your identity, remember uh -huh. that, your thoughts and your beliefs into your identity the more you're cut off from yourself. Mm. So the more you make your thoughts and your beliefs into your identity, it's the more you cut off from yourself. Yes. Because you're focusing on the things. Yeah, you're bringing if, those, you're, I, you're, you're making those present, your identity. Yeah, mm. because if you're not present, the ego takes over. Yeah. And you know what, too? It's, a, it's such a, a powerful statement because... Um, this is why you find that people chase things. This is very, very important. Mm -hmm. uh, this, very, this is why you find people chase things 
and their health goes to shit because they're cut off from their themselves. They're looking at the things that they're chasing and not paying attention to them. There was, there was something that I, I talk about in coaching and, <clears throat> and it got reinforced the other day. I was reading something and I goes, yes, I'm not the only one who's, who, who believe in this. And it's funny because this, I ask, I have coaching all these executives and one of my first questions, two of my first questions is that, how much sleep do you get at night? How many hours sleep? Mm -hmm. And um, do you eat lunch at your desk? When is the last time you, you're an executive? When's the last time you take an executive lunch? <laughs> right? And law and behold, both questions was answered. I sleep about five, six hours a night. And I always eat lunch at my desk. And those were the two biggest thing. And the other day I was researching around this very topic. And it's funny, those, if you, if you um, sleep eight hours at night, your performance increases. You do, and it increases effortlessly. Not, and if you sleep six yeah. hours at night, yes, you are efforting. There's yeah, a huge difference. Yes. Yeah, you're efforting. So one is effortless and one is efforting. And the efforting comes with what? Stress, bad decisions, all kinds of things. That's right? why you need that to get more sleep too, Lincoln. I get my eight hours, girl. Since when? <laughs> I do. I always do. I get sometimes 12 hours. Okay. And, uh, I, I, but I, I make an effort to get a minimum of seven and a half. Okay. Right? No, because that's remember I told you I struggled with sleep apnea. But this yeah. past long weekend was the Easter yeah. long weekend. I, I slept in every single day and it was beautiful mm -hmm. and I feel rejuvenated. Yeah, it's nice. I even got up in the day, went for a walk, did my usual things, um, then went back and laid in my bed and relaxed. Told the kids, this is my time. <laughs> because sleep is there for a reason. It's a regenerative thing. It recuperates everything, your whole body, recuperates your mind, your body and everything. So you can start fresh again when today comes <laughs> right the present for the present, present comes yeah and it helps to keep you in the present and keep you grounded so it's amazing what you were talking about there but the the the, the those things are vital and i think those things are overlooked but i just i just had a, 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 a did some research the other day and another coaching company did the same thing the first thing they do with their executives is to design an eight-hour sleep program for them and, uh, and do not and take executive lunch. You're an executive. Take executive lunches. Work. Okay. You do know, in Jamaica, you they said... Do you understand the reason it's important not to sit at your desk and just eat by yourself? There are I'm many, telling you. There, there, there are many reasons, right? Many Why? reasons. Number one is um, when you sit at your desk, you're there by yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, socializing is very important. So if you even go into the lunchroom, you're mm -hmm. there with other people. So you have that company, right? Um, you can engage in conversation, mm -hmm. right? So you know what's going on. Even if it's just about the weather, you're talking to somebody else. Mm -hmm. That's a positive impact, just that um, engaging socially, right? Yeah eating in a group, having conversation, 
and you're at your desk, you're just sitting there. When you eat in a lunchroom or you go somewhere else, you have to get up and walk. So that's good for your body too, mm -hmm. because you've been sitting there all day. So just to get up, to move, to stretch. Well, so it changed the thought process too. Yes, right? that's yeah. the next thing. So you're no longer thinking about work. Yeah. You become present based on the conversation you're having with someone. Absolutely, absolutely. It's very, it's very important. And um, uh, so, yeah. So those These are I small think are things, right? They're small things. But they but make huge impacts. Small. Yeah, they're not yeah. that small. The no, they make huge impacts. So people look at that and think that, you know, what I found is that these executives that we're, that I'm coaching, they, they're expecting to get some, some miracle and miraculous ways of doing things, some complicated ways, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Some complicated scientific ways where they can go and suddenly wave a magic wand and everything is fixed. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But these are the simple things that applies yes. to every human being. Yeah. Performance, you need proper rest to perform and have yeah. clarity, right? So it's not that you don't know what to do. It's that, that you're not doing the, the foundational things that can allow you to do the things that you need to do effectively. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so yeah. So, Lincoln, what was today's sweetener? Uh, we have a lot of sweeteners, man. You know, you got like sweeteners going off like light bulb there. Yeah, you say some good sweeteners there. I don't, I can't even write, I didn't even write them down, but they were good. Yeah, the, the fist bump sweeteners and the high five sweeteners, those were good. I, I don't remember what those were, but what were those? Do you remember? Um, I said quite a few things. I don't remember. You what did. It. Yeah, I did. I don't remember, too, but they were really good. Right. But my takeaway from all of this, from all of this, just to sum it up into one word, um, I love what you talk about being in the middle to connect. That is uh, that's from the power of intentions. Right. Um, Dyer. Um, I love what you talk about to being in the middle to connect. Right. When you're in the middle, you're not. Um, taming ego because there is no ego, mm -hmm. right? I love that. Yeah. So I love that's the one word that I'm that I'm taking away. Being present. That's my sweetener for the day. And how do you I, become present? Make you watch your thoughts. Watch your thoughts. Right. Yes. So oh, once, I wrote that question down for you. Yeah. So basically, mm. when I shouldn't say basically, but it's. It can be simple, but at times we do tend to make things more difficult. But just taking a step back, listen to what your inner voice is saying. Listen to the words that come out of your mouth. Recognize them, right? Once you start recognizing and being mindful, being aware, alert to the words that are coming out of you, you're automatically becoming more present. So these you're, are some of the things you can do. You're becoming a watcher. You're watching. You're seeing what's happening. So these are some of the, the things you can do to be present, yes. right? Okay. So say so that again. A lot of times with you, Lincoln, you say certain things and my ego just comes out all over you. And yes. I recognize that. Um, just recognizing it is becoming more present. Mm. But it's not fully present until I stop doing it. Mm -hmm. So stop mm -hmm. doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting there. I'm making yeah. progress. 
I'm okay, so can, can you name just maybe three things that people can do to help tame this ego or where there is no ego, to be present where there's no ego? That's the word. Well, I just, uh, I just, just, just re re repeat them. Like one, watch your thoughts. Two, um, watch your thoughts, watch the things that you say to people. Three, and be aware that, um, be aware if you're living in the past or the future. Once you realize that you're discussing a lot of things that happened in the past, or you're discussing things for the future. When I say discussing things for the future, I don't mean like making a plan for work saying when to do A, B, C, and D. Um, but living in the future that you can't focus on the things that need to get done today, things that are immediate that need to be dealt with, that's how you know you're not being present. Mm -hmm. So once you recognize that. So those are three nuggets, folks, that you just get from the boss host, oh, Nicola. That's his <laughs> ego kicking in right there, right? That's an ego kicking yes. in for my so boss Lincoln, host. <laughs> yes. Next week, we will be discussing your topic, learning. Can you learn too much? And what's the purpose of learning? Oh, that's a good one. Ooh, it's your so topic. Folks, yeah, <laughs> your let's topic. join in. Let's, I wish it was live so we could have some people joining in on this stuff here. But we're going to do some live I think we'll ones. get there soon. I think we'll yes. get there pretty soon. So yes. please subscribe to the Lemonade Lounge podcast. Email us at info at LemonadeLounge.com to be on our show. That's info at L-M-N-A-I-D-Lounge.com. Also, thanks for making Lemonade with us today. Be good to yourself. Give thanks for all that you have because you do have a lot. Yeah, baby, you do. All right. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> all right. Have a good day, Lincoln. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Great right, job. Bye -bye. All right. Awesome.